Welcome to the second episode of We Are Immortal, the unofficial podcast for Diablo Immortal. Today we go through a plethora of interviews with Blizzard developers that have been conducting in an attempt to quell some of that community rage. I am Hate Mail, and with me today is Kage Yurufu and Ogre Barbarian. We also have a conversation later in the show with Ogre Barbarian and a friend of the show, Montabo, who will be joining us from time to time. We have a lot to get into, so let's get right to it. Diablo. One of the first items of news that we had out there was an uh, interview with Wyatt Chang and Joe Sue. Sue. Is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Kage, you're yeah, our resident Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, only since DP's not here. All right. Well, he's our current resident Asian. <laughs> well, technically, there's three of us that are Asian. Doom's Asian, but anyway. Is he really? Doom's Irish. Yeah, he's half he's Jap Japanese. <laughs> no, he's Irish. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have a hard time not cutting that out of the show. <laughs> he may be, you know. I, I know he. I know he went to Japan for a while and lived there for like years, but maybe he caught some Asian. <laughs> The interview was actually pretty wide-ranging. There was a lot of information in it, but the key takeaways that we took from it was that the game plans to ship with 15 unique tile sets or environments. They have eight outdoor zones, seven instance dungeons, which I like the idea of seven instance dungeons at release. That's quite a few, especially considering they plan to add a whole bunch. I don't even know what an instance (laughs) dungeon is. (laughs) An instance dungeon is basically an event. Oh, really? It's basically your team goes into it, they take on the boss... It defeats the boss, and then yeah, you Because you, you, they said that instances are going to have four, able to have four people, so you and three other friends, you click on the dungeon, and then you click on it, and it warps you into the dungeon. Oh, so it's kind of like a, basically raids yeah. in the game. Yeah, it's like a mini raid. Oh, yeah. That's so, awesome. So when, we're, when we start doing you know, our, our videos and stuff, most of it's probably going to come from the instance okay. dungeons. Yeah, because it's going to be harder so. content. Um, yeah, like that for people not familiar with dungeons. The development with NetEase, they're saying, is a co-development. I know one of the biggest concerns about NetEase is that they're worried that Blizzard is just kind of farming their IP out to them. But they've insisted in numerous interviews that I've read that it is completely co-developed. They've been working together for ten years. NetEase releases the other Blizzard titles in China and the other markets, so they're going to be completely co-development. Yeah. Said there's no one side doing the majority of the work. Well, I mean, just some background that I saw on Reddit. NetEase is essentially, or not NetEase, but essentially China, you know, says that they have to have a Chinese developer release the game in China. And that's why Blizzard paired with NetEase in the beginning, was so they could get their games to China. Yeah, so they've, I mean, they've had a long relationship. I don't, they see Blizzard ruining their brand by farming it out to some Chinese company that's just going to microtransaction you to death. I mean, they... They worked hard with them. NetEase helped with this distribution, some of the other items that would be unique to an Asian market. But it's still going to be a Blizzard game at its core. Oh, absolutely. Some of the one of the things they mentioned is that it's and another concern that people have is that Diablo is just going to be a rehash of previous Diablos. They said that there will be some old features, obviously, to keep that same look and feel. But there's going to be a lot of new, unique features to this Diablo. And obviously, they're going to have to because it's mobile. It's going to have to have some uniqueness. But there's also going to be some positives that could come along with that as well. Yeah, there's think, there's going to be a lot of things. Go ahead. I think one of the criticisms was that it's just going to be a reskin of that uh, other game that Eddie's made. 
Headless uh, of God. Crusaders of Light, but and with <laughs> Crusaders of Light, I I downloaded and been messing around with a little bit. It's a really good game. It's well. Yeah, it felt done. more like WoW to me. Yeah, but it felt exactly. It felt more like World of Warcraft than it did Diablo. So I don't think it's going to be more like that. I think that it's going to be. I think Endless of God was the one that was closer to Diablo. Yeah. So, but point is, they still feel like a unique game, even if they do have elements of the other game. Right. Like there's still plenty of its own world. So I mean, yes and no. But at the same time, it's any game developer everywhere is going to take notes when a game does well like wow or diablo and they're really good be like hey what can we you know take from this and make our own right they're gonna do that like period that's just how it works yeah it's too it's too simplified to just call it um a reskin basically one of the other things that they mentioned was that they're not sure if they're going to have an auction house but they don't want to do just straight free trading that we saw in diablo 2 so they're trying to work on a unique solution that might combine the two i know one of the worst things about Diablo 3 was the auction house scenario, so they obviously don't want to repeat that mistake. In the character resources, a lot of people speculated, and what we saw on the demo that they did at BlizzCon is, you know, there was no mana, and right now they, they tried one iteration where they only use mana, then they tried one where they only use cooldowns. Now they're working with charges, which is kind of what we saw in the initial beta well, not beta, but the, the hands-on during the demo. And the demo that they played, they said, will not be what the end game looks like entirely. That's just kind of something they put together so you could get your hands on it right now. So there's a lot of things that could still change at that point. It would feel weird if it didn't have mana. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I get it. Like, if it's just cooldowns or if it's a combination or whatever, like, whatever they decide to do it, Whatever they decide to do is going to be fine in the end, I think. We're just going to have to get used to whatever it is they're doing. Um, they said, when people were asking about using emulators, they said they don't plan to ban anyone for using them, but they're not going to go out of their way to support it. They're not going to actively support emulators. So if you find a way to make an emulator work, more power to you. Otherwise, as far as they're concerned, they don't exist. And lastly, when they talked about the monetization model, they reiterated they have not decided on that. They want the game to be complete, feels good, works well, and then decide on a monetization plan. They said that's how they did with Overwatch. They really didn't plan out how they were going to make money on the game until the very end. And uh, most of Overwatch's revenue just comes from, uh, what, skin changes? Yeah, I mean, you purchase the actual game at 60 bucks, but then that's it. You never have to buy anything else. The game constantly releases new characters, new maps, new modes. So everything's cosmetic, but the game last year alone, Overwatch made a billion dollars off cosmetic and purchases of the actual title. That's so the majority insane. of that was cosmetic, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, if, you uh, don't have they, to worry. Yeah, yeah. So if they go similar this similar route, um, that'd be good for the game. I think um, I saw in the Discord chat the other day, people were concerned about energy caps and um, trying to monetize people trying to buy refreshes. How do you guys think that uh, that the game would incorporate that kind of mechanic? I don't necessarily see Blizzard doing that because that would be kind of kind of going down the road of pay to win. So you can't you can't continue to play unless you purchase. And I I just don't see Blizzard doing that personally. Yeah, I don't I don't see an energy system at all happening. I mean, it's not the style of game that is going to relate well to that. So I don't understand how you're going to do that one. So it's just a lot of it. It's just unnecessary pessimism, it sounds like. 
I think right now well, we're I mean, looking for anything to be concerned about. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But I think another part of it is that you just Diablo is such a different style of game that you don't see on mobile all that often. So it's hard to say how it's exactly going to look if you haven't played another MMO ARPG on mobile yet. Any other ones that I've seen, you don't have an energy source of any kind. The next item that well, there was an interview with. How do you pronounce that, Kage? Kataku? Kotaku? Kuka? Kotana. Kotaku. Wait, Kotaku. Yes, Kotaku. Okay. Um, he basically stated that BlizzCon didn't exactly go as planned for the Diablo team, but allegedly they're, they were going to announce a Diablo 4, but they didn't have any concrete vision in place, so they pulled the announcement. And they said that that's something that Another comment that he made during the interview was that Diablo 4 has changed drastically over the past four years and may continue to change further is the other part of the reason they haven't announced it yet because they're not sure which direction they want to go in the end. And we'll, also, and we'll also include links to these interviews in the show notes, so if you want to read more information about them, feel free. But cool. I, I'm sure they're going to do a Diablo 4 for PC. I mean, it, it's... Oh, there's no reason for them not to. Exactly. Um, another thing I did not include in the show notes, but um, I saw actually kind of last minute was a thing that's greatly upsetting people. Is they said their best designers are working on the mobile game right now. So people assume that means it was they were pulled from Diablo 4. And there's a chance that they may have been temporarily, but I can't imagine that full time they're sending them just after the mobile Diablo. But the game's getting close to launch, so it's it makes sense to have your best people on it temporarily. Well, at the same time, that's such a generic answer. You know, I mean, you don't get hired at one of these companies if you're not good. Like, saying you have your best there is saying, like, you have your top 15% of the top 1%. So, I mean, I don't... Who cares? <laughs> I can you know? kind of understand people's concern about that. But it's, you know, the the most recent game's going to get the most attention for in the short term. Well, that's the thing. It's the, it's the one that's closest to release. So it makes sense to have people over there that know what they're doing and can do it quickly. They did mention that they have multiple Diablo titles that are unannounced. So it's kind of, I found it a little odd. I mean, I would expect that there to be a Diablo 4 being worked on the PC, a mobile game, obviously we know about. But what else is there? But apparently there's multiple titles unannounced with multiple Diablo teams. So they. Well, I would assume that there's still expansions and stuff, potentially, or a remaster. Yeah. Next up was the Diablo Immortal World Q&A panel recap. The, they announced some of the outdoor zones. I won't go through them all, but we'll have them in the show notes. They also announced where the three of the dungeons are, which they do look pretty cool. They announced a lot of class skills, which in the next episode or two, maybe three, we plan to go heavy into the classes and then talk about their powers. So we just felt like there was a little too much news to go through now to go over that couple items from the Q&A that I thought were pretty important. Um, they did say that it's a little early, but they may have Mephisto in Diablo Immortal. The game's going to explore how some of the prime meanfuls are returning faster than they should. They're currently looking at what itemization is going to look like in the game. Legendary powers will definitely be part of it. I'm excited for you know how they decide to do this, because that's part of what defines Diablo, is your, your builds and whatnot. And and your gear sets and everything else and, and building. Yeah, just like that. I'm looking forward to it. So. They also said that they're looking to on how to upgrade and improve items over time. Socketing will be part of items in some form. They just haven't decided exactly how that's going to work. 
Oh man, this could go in a couple of different directions, but I hope it's good. Yeah, that's I think where people are a little worried about the monetization. It's like, hey, you can get this yeah. great socket jewel that does something ridiculous, and it's only nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I hope not. One of the big one of the big storylines that they plan to do in Diablo Immortal is the formation of the Demon Hunter Order. It's one of the storylines they plan to explore in this. That should be fun. And then we had also a community question emailed to us, which was actually a topic we were going to kind of address during this one. So I thought this would be a great. This is from Cosmic Dancer 87 asked us about the recent reports on Activision stock being down from 10 to 15% after the Diablo announcement. So to get a little nitty gritty into that, this is full disclosure. I actually work for big finance. So did a lot of research on this. And this is not financial advice and any decisions you make should be done with a licensed financial professional. But I personally see this as a buying opportunity and I plan to buy some Activision stock because of this. The, the initial announcement and you got to remember, there's all these machines that do real-time trading. It's all algorithms. They're looking for negative news. Negative news was piling in. So the automated stock buying and selling programs were on sell mode, obviously. Then shortly afterwards, they the earnings were being released. And we saw that the reported active monthly users for both Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, which are their two largest IPs, was down by roughly almost 10 million active users from the previous quarter. And then also, the initial active users of Call of Duty 4, which was just released, was not quite what they were hoping, so investors were worried it wasn't going to be able to compete with some of the other large first-person shooters that are quite popular right now. You also got to remember that Activision is split into three companies, basically. There's the Activision games, which is your Call of Duty games. You have Blizzard, which is all the Blizzard titles, which everyone listening to this I'm sure is familiar with. And then there's King, which is a lot of different mobile titles. The game that's coming out soon for King is called Candy Crush Friends Saga, which they expect to have massive sales results. And then also keep in mind that any major announcements other than Diablo Immortal, and that received a negative negative uh, response initially. You know, fourth quarter could reverse some of those trends, but I mean, that's a big hit for some negative news. And basically their forward guidance, what they're anticipating making for fourth quarter is lower than what analysts were expecting them to announce. So the stock's going to drop initially. But I personally see this as a buying opportunity. You know, sooner or later, the ship will write itself, and it'll be back to where it needs to be, and, you know, back on course. But just remember that the announcement of Diablo Immortal, even if the news was horrible and they thought it was a, it's a game they'd have to scrap, let's just say it was that far, investors don't care about that. The Diablo Immortal is expected to generate roughly $300 million in revenue for them next year. While that is a ton of money, especially for a mobile game, in the grand scheme of things in Diablo, or in um, Activision, that is pennies. I mean, it's a tiny little segment of their giant overall revenue. And That's so much money. They're betting big on... you. <laughs> they're betting big on the mobile market. That's where everything's going. Over 50% of all revenue for games come from the mobile market now. And that's expected to increase. It's increased, I think they said it increases like 10 times every year, some insane number. Good Lord. I mean, the PC gaming world will always have a place, I'm sure, but it's declined drastically, and Activision would be stupid not to get into that world. Blizzard the same way. So when they're going to look for money, they're going to find it, and hopefully the fans keep you know having them up their game more and more so we get great mobile games. And hopefully we don't see a horrible model like the Diablo 3 auction house, which since DP's on the show, we can talk about 3 if you want. <laughs> right. It, it actually exists right now. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing I really hope, and one of the things I forgot to mention on some of these interviews, is that they're not sure if they're going to add PvP, which in Diablo 3, that was my 
main reason I didn't keep playing Diablo 3 was the lack of PvP. So they, I mean, they have to do PvP. Because if I can't gear out my character, I have to be able to own some noobs in PvP, even if it's just a kind of a, a lame version of PvP. <laughs> I want there to be PvP too, because it, it is a fun game mode, but I don't want it to mean something at the same time. I want it to mean something just for kind of its own. I mean, mean a little bit, mean a little bit, but don't like... They did PvP kind of in some ways like World of Warcraft, where either there could be an arena, but if they don't want to have to worry about balancing the arena, just do kind of a Battlegrounds type of mode where it's 5-on-5 or 10-on-10 or something along those lines. And then you could have a leaderboard, you could have, you know, like some cosmetic achievements and or even PvP gear that you get. And that would that would separate it enough from the regular world that it's not its complete own thing. But I think I think that'd be cool. They need to do something with it. Yeah, it, it, I agree there probably should be something. I really will. Well, I know they don't want to do a hardcore mode because of mobile disconnects and everything. But that was one of the funnest things in Diablo 2 is playing hardcore mode and then entering yourself into PvP and going after each other. <laughs> that was <Jeez>. intense. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to die! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of We Are Immortal. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash WRI broadcast.